we're going to do a two-part talk tonight. I'm going to do the intro. We're going to talk about what fear and anxiety is. And then our friend Sarah is going to do the outro, and she's going to tell us how to handle that with scripture. Um, so I think anxiety feels like falling off a ledge. I don't know what you guys think it feels like, but for me, that's what it feels like. I think it feels like, you know when you're dreaming about falling and you like jerk away? How many of you guys, I, I do that all the time. It's so embarrassing, especially on a plane. Um, yeah, because you like pick the person next to you and you're like, all right. Um, but yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Like it feels a little bit out of control or a little bit like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And I think I've told you guys this story before, but in my house growing up, my parents had a lot of unresolved trauma. And so there was like emotional dysregulation. My dad was super angry. And then I was the oldest child, so I, I saw a meme this week that said, oldest daughters are the toughest men you'll ever meet. And I was like, <laughs> yes. I was like, I was that man. I, was, I still am sometimes. Um, so when I was 12, like all that responsibility, plus my dad's emotional issues, it, it just was a, a lot of build up in my body, and I didn't know what to do with it. And I thought I was having a heart attack, because my heart would race, and I'd feel like breathless, and it would like chest pains would happen. So my parents took me to the doctor. I did the EKG, EK, EKG. Yeah. there it is, thank you. Um, and they were like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like I have a very vivid memory of lying on the exam table and the doctor patting my arm and being like, there's actually nothing wrong with you. I was like, okay, great. Um, so I did not have the language to put around what I was feeling, but what I was feeling and experiencing was a panic attack at the age of 12. And so once I knew, when I had the knowledge that, okay, I'm not actually dying, I was able then to like, self-regulate a little bit and just be like, okay, I feel like this, but I'm actually fine, so we're just going to wait for it to pass. Um, and that's what I did. But stress and worry were eating me up. And so as an adult, I do have language to put around what I was experiencing. And anxiety is like one of those words that kind of frames that experience, right? For, uh, for me, for those of you who've had that. So I wanted to, on your notes page, the first thing is the definition from the American Psychological Association. But anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, physical changes like blood pressure. People with disorders usually have reoccurring intrusive thoughts or concerns. They may avoid certain situations out of worry. And so then there's like a list. If you guys want to write this down in your um, T-chart, you can. And Faith will have it up on the screen behind you. But there's a list of physical symptoms. So that could look like feeling nervous or restless, having an impending sense of doom, um, having an increased heart rate, like breathing really fast, sweating, trembling, feeling weak or tired, um, trouble concentrating, trouble sleeping, um, a lot of like GI tract problems, um, difficulty controlling worry, having the urge to avoid the things that trigger the anxiety. And I think those physical symptoms are really interesting because there is a huge difference between worry, which is a normal like human emotion, and fear, which is a normal human emotion, and it's something that God gave us. Like when you see a snake, you're supposed to feel afraid. Like that's normal, right? When you see a cockroach, I hate those things, you're supposed to feel afraid and run away from them. That is true, that is in the Bible. <laughs> um, so that's a normal, thank you for laughing guys. I hate cockroaches and they're like right up there with snakes for you. Yes, I know they fly. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they fly, guys. Just, yeah. Yeah. 
Anxiety is dividing and fracturing a person's being into parts. Fear, heaviness, and sorrow, disquieting thoughts or grief. So just a scriptural definition. I'm going to say it again. Anxiety divides and fractures a person's being into parts. Fear, heaviness, sorrow, disquieting thoughts, and grief. So we have the psychological definition and the scriptural definition. And I don't know about you guys, but I think that at some point in our lives, most of us will experience some form of anxiety. It may not be the disorder, but circumstances often bring up anxiety within us for different reasons. So my question tonight, before we go into Sarah's um, solution in scripture is this. Do you have a question for me? There it is. Do you struggle with anxiety, and what does that look like in your life? So we're going to take about another 10 minutes to answer that question, and you can answer it any way you feel led to. You also don't have to answer it if you don't want to, um, but we would love to really dig into the real stuff tonight. So go ahead. All right, guys. So I'm going to invite Sarah up to give us our ending talk. Come on up, girl. Hello. Hello. Sarah is really cool. If you don't know her, you need to know her. Um, she has been working at Brookville High School doing yearbook. And um, she's also a really great photographer. She took a shot with me last weekend or the weekend before. Yeah, I think the weekend before. Yeah, it was really yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and she's got a great sense of humor and a husband. What else? I don't know. That's she's it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I like going to the pool. Um, all right, hi guys, um, I'm Sarah, and I am really excited to talk to you about anxiety and praise, um, because if there's one thing I know for certain about my life, um, it is that for most of it, I have really, um, I hate the word struggled with anxiety, um, but more so like dealt with a generalized anxiety. Um, I can wake up on any average morning and feel an impending sense of doom, um, sometimes before I leave my house, I have to take a picture of my hair straightener so that I know for sure it was unplugged and I'm not going to burn my house down. Um, that's just me in a nutshell. I've been in counseling and developing coping mechanisms to help me over the past three years, but some days everything still can feel a little bit too much. Um, so for an example, I had a season um, in this past year where everything in my brain just felt super scattered that I literally left a um, refrigerated mozzarella stick in my pantry. So now I joke with some of my friends, like I think I'm about to put a cheese stick in my pantry and just let it go like um, to room temperature all day and that's pretty gross. Um, but even though I have this anxious spirit, I still have a bend of positivity in me, which makes me really want to rush past my anxiety into some deep joy. This often looks like me deflecting my emotions and trying to really rush past some deep hurts or bad, bad feelings to move on to better and happier things. Um, God was gracious to me last summer though. God put me in a place last summer where it was not possible for me to rush past my anxiety. Um, I had a lot of situations in my life that were very difficult to deal with. Um, one of the situations that happened to me last summer um, that deeply, deeply triggered my anxiety 
was the loss of a friendship. Um, since I moved to Lynchburg in 2019, I had been on a search for genuine community, and this one friendship was everything that I thought that I needed and everything that I had been looking for within community. As I tried to put boundaries in place in this friendship, um, it made me have to take a step back from it, um, and it, the friendship completely seemed to fall apart and dissolve. This made no sense to me because for years, I had been praying to God to help me find this friendship. Um, I had done everything that God had asked, but this person who I was sure was going to be a forever friend, God asked me to remove from my life. That was so confusing, guys. I did not understand why this was happening. And when I tell you that removing that person from my life hurt me so deeply, I am so serious in that. And that was a huge, huge trigger to my anxiety. As I was preparing for this talk, I looked back at my journals from last summer. Now, like I said, um, that friendship situation was not the only situation I was dealing with last summer, um, but I found myself in these moments of deep hurt about this friendship, about other events that were going on, that my bend to joy was not there anymore. I did not know, guys, how to praise God last summer. And that was so difficult to me because praising God to me is one of my antidotes to anxiety. But by asking God how to praise him, he helped me find ways to praise him. So I want us to look at our friends, the Israelites, who were in a way more intense anxiety situation than I was last summer. Um, the Israelites, what we're gonna look at today, um, they were being moved out of Egypt to the promised land. So the Israelites have been praying to God to get out of Egypt, um, out from under the rule of Pharaoh, and after years upon years of oppression, God was letting them go. As they were journeying out of Egypt, Exodus 13, 17 through 22 states, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Guys, what I want us to take is two things from this verse right here. Out of grace and kindness, the Lord took the Israelites the long way around. The Lord was not going to give them the chance to turn around and go right on back to Egypt, y'all. That was not in the cards for them. So, in our long roads, it could be our way of God, it could be God's way of protecting us. But, let's think about what praise might have looked like for the Israelites in this moment. The Bible doesn't state that the Israelites were praising in this moment, but I just want us to imagine, right? Um, the Lord um, was taking them a long way, so they could have said, thank you, Lord, for the protection that this brings. Um, I might not be able to see it, Lord, but thank you for protecting me on this long road. The next thing I want us to see in this verse is the Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. The Israelites were traveling in this battle formation, and I don't want that to let us slip past us. Every day within us, if we experience anxiety, can feel like a battle. And I can tell you that every day inside of me feels like a battle to choose to praise the Lord when I don't know what's going to happen to me in the next moment, okay? I don't know because sometimes my anxiety feels like this impending sense of doom, but I have to battle in my mind to get through my anxiety. 
So we need to be like the Israelites and pick praise over grumbling and walk in battle toward walk in battle formation. Um, because when they were walking in their battle formation, the Lord was going to make a way for them. Once they arrived at the Red Sea, though, they had a moment of anxiety, fear, and panic. Exodus 14, 10 through 12 states, As Pharaoh approached them, the Israelites looked up, and there were Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. The Israelites were crying out to God and crying out to their friend Moses. All they knew is that they were standing in front of the sea, a sea, guys. So I just imagine myself standing in front of this big body of water and looking behind me and seeing these people coming to attack me, okay? That makes my anxiety on a daily basis feel like it's nothing. But my anxiety is something, I promise you that. But that is so, so scary. So they're crying out to God and their friend Moses, and they're saying, I don't know how to proceed. I just feel like it'd be better for me to be in Egypt where I know what to expect than in this terrifying situation right now, guys. That is so scary. And especially after the Lord just took them this long way just to get to the sea. They don't know what to expect. We have all been in these situations before. So in this moment, the Israelites, like I do in my anxiety, were experiencing some real worst case scenario. Um, yeah, but what they could not see that God was about to perform a miracle for them. So the verse right after their grumbling and their anxiety and their fear is Moses there to remind them in Exodus 14, 13, stating, do not be afraid, stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need to only be still. Moses was there to remind them of the goodness of God and that God would provide for them. When the Israelites could not find a reason to praise, Moses was there to remind them to stand firm and be obedient to God. He knew they were going to be taken care of. Guys, we serve a God that is going to take care of us. That is one of his promises to us. But they would not have had that reminder from Moses if they did not get that anxiety out of their bodies. If they did not say, hey, we do not know what's going on. We are terrified. We would rather be in the place that be, that's not necessarily comfortable, but where we know what to expect, okay? So Moses is reminding them, hey, guys, don't be afraid. We have got to stay firm. Then the miracle happens. Exodus 14, 29 states, the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. That day, the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses his servant. The Israelites had just been through an intense experience of anxiety and emotional turmoil. And the next thing that the Israelites immediately saw was God parting the Red Sea for them. They saw this physical protection of God because as soon as the last Israelite went through and was on dry land, God let the sweet sea flow over the Egyptians 
protecting them from what could have been a physical battle. Guys, our lives might not have a physical battle in store for them, okay? We might not be in a season of drastic change. Our Red Sea could be a small thing. Just waking up and praying, just waking up and praying as an praising as an act of obedience can seem like a mountain on some days. Guys, when I was going through last summer, I was losing a friendship, readjusting a lot of boundaries in my life. I looked back at my journals. Like I said, I did not know how to praise guys. That was so, so difficult. I had to ask God, how do I praise you in a moment where I don't know if I'm going to wake up the next day and have this person who I wanted to be by my side forever as my friend. I don't know if there's someone will be there. I don't know if you still want that for me. But we must praise, guys. We must praise the Lord even when it's hard and even when we're not understanding. When we're on that long road, when we don't know if he's going to open up the seas, we have to praise him. Because when the Israelites finally made it across the Red Sea, their first response was to literally sing. Literally. Scripture says, Exodus 15, Then Moses and the Israelites sang the song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. Guys, even just saying those words out loud to you, I'm kidding you not. I wish you could look at my arm right now. Shivers. Shivers. The Lord is my strength and defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. Even though our burdens, troubles, and anxieties may not feel as vast and as life-defining as being lifted out of a years-long oppression like the Israelites, we still have reasons to praise and sing and worship God in our most difficult times. We serve a good God who wants the absolute best for us. While every decision the Lord makes for our life might not make sense right now, I promise you God knows us best and knows what is going to happen. He has so much in store for us, guys. Um, But guys, I also know that having full trust in God is really difficult. When I lost that friendship, I had no clue if I was ever going to get another friend like that in my life. But God has given me people in my life who respect my boundaries and deeply, deeply love me and accept me as as I am every single day. God has sort of made sense of why he wanted that friendship to end, but to this day, I do not think that friendship is a closed door. I don't know all of the reasons, but I believe that God knew what was good for me. Crossing the Red Sea was not the end of the road for the Israelites. They would continue to travel in search of the Promised Land with plenty of grumbling along the way. But no matter the situation you are in, um, even though you don't know the road, that the end of the road you're going to be on, um, I just hope that we can take this as a lesson to no matter what anxieties we are feeling, um, praise God. And if you don't know, if you get to the end of the day and you have no idea how to praise God, ask him. Ask him to help him praise you or help you praise him. Oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. Um, Ask Ask, ask him how to praise him. Help him build the joy in your heart. That's it, guys. Thanks. Hi, guys. So we're going to practice what we preach, literally. Um, and we are going
to take some time tonight as we wrap up, and we are going to.